Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. Continuing with our Q&A series from questions that came in the summer, today's question is, as we approach year one of marriage, we are also entering a season of career change. Since May 2020, I've been moving from a stable salaried position to independent contract work, which, as my contractor friends have noted, can add increased instability in finances, especially as we've seen with the impact of COVID-19. However, this work is moving our marriage, lifestyle, and my career toward our long-term goals, and my husband has been extremely supportive in this transition. Also to note, this career transition will involve moving out of state at a later time. In earlier podcasts, you'd reflected on the career changes that you and your husband have made. What landmines can you point out for us on this journey, and what advice would you give on making sure our marriage stays healthy and secure in change? This is such a great question with good foresight, so I really appreciate you asking it, listener, and taking the time to explain your situation. I also think it's helpful for many couples listening, because as they say, the only constant in life is change. Transitions of any sort can bring excitement, uncertainty, and a wide range of emotions for a couple. And I hear a few of these in your question. Your optimism and that your career change will move you, your spouse, and your lifestyle closer to your long-term goals. But also the caution you're moving forward with is you hope to mitigate any negative consequences to your financial situation and your marriage relationship. I can certainly understand and relate to both, as my spouse and I have navigated a career pivot of his and a few entrepreneurial endeavors of mine. So I want to start by giving an overview of transition itself. Inherent within any life change is a destabilization period and a restabilization period. Just think about your own process of transitioning from dating to engagement to marriage. So within the destabilization period, there's a sense of loss, maybe unease, and the novelty on the other side. But then that eventually subsides, and always there's a renegotiation of expectations and relational roles. All of this is par for the course. And as the rose-colored glasses wear off and as the new becomes the norm, that's when you know you're entering into the stabilization period. It's like, okay, we finally figured this out, and we're feeling content and comfortable here, which, you know, is just about the time you can expect to transition again, right? Especially with all the transition that occurs anyway within the first few years of marriage, or if one of you is in a career that moves you around quite often. But I wanted to give you this overview of transition to point out that the primary landmine to navigate is recognizing when you're in the destabilization period, identifying it as such, and having a basic sense of what to expect and how to work together so that once things restabilize, whether within your new career, town, or environment, the two of you have restabilized in a healthy way together, not an off-balance way. So to answer your question of how do we make sure that our marriage stays strong and healthy through change, first I would say be sure that you both acknowledge what you're giving up. Make sure that you close out your current chapter well. It's sort of the same process we talked about in episode 18 of leaving, grieving, and cleaving to each other in marriage. All change and transition is accompanied by some sort of loss. It's just part of it. So in your case, listener, it sounds like you and your spouse have prepared well for the season of change, but make sure to acknowledge your losses together or what you're giving up together. 
So let's say that you've chosen to give up a fixed income, and for one of you, this loss may be totally exciting, energizing, and motivating to make more than one could through a fixed income. But for the other, this loss could be scary or disappointing, as budgeting and spending decisions are having to be made differently. So it could be that you've both chosen to give this up, you're both losing something in that regard, and you're having totally different emotional responses to the same decision. The task here is to accept where the other is coming from, to allow your spouse to feel how he or she feels without making it mean that you've made a poor decision together. Nothing bad or harmful is happening here, you're just simply experiencing the loss, and the emotional response is you adjust to something that you're choosing to give up or leave behind. Sometimes we overlook this part of change in service of thinking about and moving toward the future. I think we tend to think if we make a decision together and it's right for our situation, then all should be well in the world and neither of us should have any negative emotion attached to it. But that's a completely unrealistic expectation. Transition always includes loss, but acknowledging this is part of leaving well and part of moving forward healthily as well. But when we only look forward and we fail to recognize the things that we're giving up or choosing to leave behind, in exchange for what we think will be a better future, it can be easy to look back on the last chapter of our lives and have lingering feelings or an unhealthy attachment to a previous season. Not necessarily because it was better for you guys, but simply because in failing to leave well, you've romanticized the past in a way that prevents you from fully living in your present and working with your spouse toward a better future. So that's what I mean when I say make sure to close out this chapter well as you transition. Next, I would say be sure to overly communicate with your spouse through this process. Because when couples don't, they sometimes find that they had very different expectations of each other for the new season, or they leave things unsaid beforehand, which then when shared in the next season, can catch their spouse off guard and can even break down trust because it's like, I thought we were honest with each other about this decision, only to realize now that one of us wasn't. And that will quickly cause relational discord. When more often than not, it was simply a lack of communication on the front end, or honesty with oneself, maybe, on the front end. And so when couples become aware of this or present new feelings and information to each other, while it's not helpful or fair, it can be easy to let your partner's feelings cause you to feel anxious or to question your all's decision. It can be easy to jump to conclusions like, oh my gosh, we've made a terrible mistake, or to blame your spouse for how you now feel. But the landmine here, I would say, is to avoid blaming each other or holding each other responsible for the loss, grief, or new unexpected emotions that either of you may feel at any point. And instead, realize again that this is just part of transition, and that it's so important that you support each other through this process, and communicate honestly and openly along the way. What are each of your expectations for this new season? Is it that you're going to live on one income and make that work? Do you have an expectation that your spouse will help you build your business? And if so, does your spouse share that desire and expectation? This is something that Evan and I had to work through early on because in those first few years, when I was sure of what I wanted to do and Evan wasn't at that point, I could totally see how his expertise could help me (laughs) with the -the behind-the-scenes portions of my business. And so I would share this vision with him and we would dream about what that might look like. But at the end of the day... While he's good at so many things, 
Him helping me in my business full-time wouldn't have made full use of his giftings. And even though this was somewhat disappointing at first, because I loved the idea of us working together, it was good that we had those honest conversations because it helped both of us gain clarity around how to move forward in a way that would lead to each of us thriving. Along those lines, make sure that you're both being as honest as you can with yourselves and expressing to one another how you truly feel. So for you who's making the career change, as well as for the spouse playing the supporting role this time around, what are you excited and hopeful for? And then what are your fears, worries, and concerns? Better to get those out now and talk through them proactively than to pretend like all is well or to act like wishful thinking is a good strategy because it's not. I remember when Evan brought up the idea to make his career change from public school to higher ed, but this would initially mean moving out of a home we owned and into living in a men's dorm. And at that point, we were in a season of reevaluating our entire life, and so I was mostly on board. But my primary concern was not having enough windows or light in our apartment because I'd lived in a cinder block dorm room one year in college, and it really took a toll on my mental health. So I shared this with Evan on a walk one day, and he said, well, we'll be sure to take a look at the apartment before we make this decision and make sure that you feel okay about it, because if you really think that you could get depressed because of this move, then I'm not going to put us in that position. And wouldn't you know, I loved our on-campus apartment even more than our house. So you never know. And so that's how we've made our decisions together, by being realistic, anticipating what could go awry, and then making a plan of how to move forward one way or another. But to tie all of this together, I think the most important piece of advice I could give is to make the stability of your relationship just as important as the success of your next venture. And for most couples, this means being realistic with your expectations for yourself, one another, and your new venture. And this is where I see a lot of couples get themselves into trouble and fail to succeed in marriage while trying to succeed in business. They'll pursue one partner's success for way too long without paying attention to the health of their marriages or the functioning of their families, not to mention their own health and well-being. So in setting realistic expectations for yourself, think about your own personality, work ethic, and habits up to this point. How much can you handle or take on while still being present at home and or before you need to hire help? Now think about your expectations for your spouse. What will your season of building a career, business, or new venture mean for both of you in terms of managing household chores, pursuing their own thing, or helping you get yours off the ground? And are you going to be able to give your spouse and your family the time and attention they need, but also that you need, because relationships take effort to thrive, no matter what stage of startup you're in? And then think about your new venture. How much revenue do you need to bring in to make this pursuit work in the long term? How many hours do you have or are you willing to devote to this new venture, taking your spouse's opinions into consideration here as well? And when it gets hard... When you have setbacks or when your emotions change and shift in your new season because things don't stay new and novel and exciting forever, are you still willing to do the work required to make sure your marriage and your venture both thrive? Okay, just like last week, there's so much more I could say about this topic, but these are just some of the lessons I've learned over my past eight years in business. And some of these things continue to be an ongoing conversation for me and Evan. 
like every time I decide to work on a new project or take on more clients. Because while I love what I do and I'm so energized by it, my bottom line just isn't the most important thing to me. (laughs) I want to make a difference, don't get me wrong, but that will never come at the expense of myself or my relationships. Because guess what? If it did, I would no longer be serving people well. And so my mental, emotional, and relational health will take priority every time. And if that means my business trends slowly and steadily upward, while my husband and I support each other in making meaning and finding purpose in our lives, work, and relationships, where we're taking turns and finding mutual satisfaction, rather than rapidly rising revenues that comes at the expense of what truly matters in life, then so be it. That's my definition of success, at least. So this is the first time I've really had a chance to talk about marriage and business at the same time. So listener, thank you for this question and thanks for indulging me, listeners. If you have further questions around this topic, I'd love to connect and answer them in a future episode. Just email kinsey at bravemarriage.com or click on the Q&A section of my website, which I'll link in the show notes. Your action step is to listen to this episode together and pause it to talk through some of the questions posed here. And my prayer for your marriage this week is that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide you as you all make this transition together. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle. Love is not a bond. Love is just as fragile 